The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pixies Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's October 19th. We are presented by Express. Express is all new and all about you. With a fresh assortment of casual, virtual, and super comfortable styles, find out more about Express and their exclusive Pick 6 podcast offer later in the show. All right, I mean, off the top, we're going to talk about Buccaneers and Packers because I, I got to tell you guys, I feel, and I, 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 I was feeling it really, really, I was feeling it, feeling the vibe, feeling the mojo. That, that feeling is the seven shots you had after the Braves lost. That's not, <laughs> that's normal. Well, how many shots are in a fifth? Eleven. Mm-hmm. Oh, that I've had more than seven. Um, so I, I would. Say, I don't actually know. No, 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 it's way more than eleven. Um, I have some four rows of single barrel here. I'm going to sip on it throughout the show. It's not abnormal for me in this podcast. I am very distraught by the Braves, but I will say this: the way that Week Six was going, it did feel like there was a changing of the guard, a turning of the tide, uh, uh, somehow the the benevolent spirits were rising up to fight against Pete Prisco and his satanic ways. And it starts with the Packers getting kicked in the mouth by Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Pete was t- talking all week how the Packers were a lock and they were going to go in there and take care of business against Tom Brady. Blah, 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 blah. They get down um, 10 nothing. Aaron Rodgers does a triple pump uh uh, Herbert McDingleberry, what's the Hingle, yeah. Hingle McCringleberry, Come Hingle on. McCringleberry Brinson. from Key and Peele, and he and he's it was funny. It was a great celebration. It was funny it's, for 15 seconds, and then things went horribly wrong. <laughs> right. Well, so his touchdown gets called back. They score. They score a, a touchdown on Aaron Jones rushing TD to go up ten nothing, and then the Buccaneers score 38 unanswered points. This over, which by the way. Should also point out, not great for me. Uh, should have never been in doubt, but the Packers couldn't do anything in the second half. The Buccaneers were smothering. Like they dominated the Packers to the point that like our buddy of the friend of the podcast, John Ledyard had complained about their pass rush early on in the game. He got quote tweeted by Jason Light. The, uh, I didn't quote tweet. He got the uh, googly eyes. What he quote tweeted with the eyes emoji. Right. Like, hey, look and in uh, your defense, he just leaned into it. He goes, yeah, you were right at the time. And then uh, guess what? I was right at the time. And then the, the Buccaneers 
yeah. plate. Let me ask you. Or, or by, by, by the way, the uh, Buccaneers were plus three or plus whatever. It didn't matter. They covered easily. The under hit. Ronald Jones is your top fantasy performer. Tom hmm. Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Uh oh, dunking on Wilson here. Oh yeah, that's right. I, he should have sent me the googly eyes emoji. And Gronk gets to celebrate by going to Vegas next week. What a day for Gronk! So, uh, Ronald Jones' first twenty-eight games, he had one one hundred-yard rushing performance. He's had three in a row now. He looked like Legarrette Blunt, number twenty-seven out there. Just he running he over. does look like Legarrette Blunt. Yeah, just a twenty-seven, and he's much thicker than I think he's been in previous years. Let me ask you guys this: um, two things. I'll, I'll make a statement, then I'll ask the question. This is the reason why, in part, the Packers lost. Jamal Williams. So there's that. And number two, he said Tom Brady doesn't know what four downs is in, in midweek, and that, that's what got Tom Brady. That's that's why I'm saying that. Number two. Oh, right, right, right. Did it seem to you, Breach and or Brinson, that Aaron Rodgers, when he the chips are down, he just says, F it, I'm done. I'm not even going to try. Because I the felt whole like he team didn't. said that. Well, Aaron Rodgers is the leader. And I don't care what Equimania St. Brown is doing, but Aaron Rodgers, his body language, even at the end of the first half when Dominican Sue shoved him in basically into the bleachers and he got angry at a legal sack, I felt like he was done. Yeah. And the thing is, you see that, and we saw it last year in two 49ers games, I felt like in both of them, where he just kind of gets to a point where he mentally checks out. And as you said, Ryan, he's the leader of the team. He's the one that everyone else all his teammates, they take their signals off of Aaron Rodgers. If your star quarterback is basically given up on the game, you know, and that doesn't affect you down the road, but affects you in the game you're playing. If he gives up on the game, like, why are you still playing? Why are you, you don't want to go out there and the final, the final Buccaneers touchdown there were, and, and it was noted by Joe Buck or Troy Aikman, one of them, there were like seven guys just standing up milling around. Like they looked like they were at a frat party, like walking around, like holding, like, like might as well have been holding cups. They weren't even trying to stop the stop Jones from scoring. It was pathetic. After they went up 10 nothing, the Packers had five yards total in the second quarter, and they only had 57 yards total over the final three quarters. And it was just one of those things where it is. you can. Aaron Rodgers is either the worst or best body language person, depending on uh, what he's trying to convey. If he's happy, you can tell he's happy. If he is mad, you can tell he's mad. Uh, if he's totally given up, you can tell he's totally given up. And so – it did feel that way. I think Ryan, that like you, you had all those guys going to halftime in the Packers locker room, be like, "Look, this is over. Like, why are we even I, playing the rest of this game?" I told Prisco that uh, Aaron Rodgers has already won the award, most valuable powder. He was pouting, and there's no two he ways. Was. To it was bad, man. It was bad, and the the lucky thing for him is that he's so good that he doesn't experience that very often. But that leads me to my second question: Is uh, Malifor a good coach? <laughs> it, it, I just I, don't have but, any idea. I, I don't. I mean, he's. He's now, I mean, what's his record now? 13 and three last year and whatever. They're four and five and one right now. So he's, they're five and one now, right? So he's 18 and four as a head coach. And people thought Rogers, I, I, like, I don't, I think we were being too harsh to flip it on Green Bay. I will say this. What do you mean? Well, let me ask you this. Let me, to go along with four and one ahead of my, sorry. So, so he's 17 and four now. Like last week after the Packers game, I was sitting out tweets like, Oh, down to the Packers. I'm so sorry. I made a mistake. Blah, 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 blah. That was stupid. I should have stuck to my guns and been like, there's going to be some regression here. They did look good, but I, I think that in this is, I think this is important when you analyze football for a living is that you have to be willing to adjust your perception of a team based on what you actually see like you can't go on your preconceived notions about wh whatever you thought coming into the season so i wanted to i, I was like all right the packers are good 
They're consistent. They have a great offense, and maybe their defense is good. David Bakhtiari, I believe, has a I, – I don't know what his injury is specifically, but Prisco was texting about a torn pec. Mm. If he's out for the year, that changes everything for the Green Bay Packers. Well, going to see a lot more pouting then. If Bakhtiari – but, dude, Rodgers was getting blitzkrieg by the Buccaneers pass rush. Blitzkrieg. Even before Bakhtiari went out. But, yes, that didn't help once he did go out. That things were complicated. What were you going to say, Breach? I was going to say to go along with your point and your question of is LaFleur a good coach? You know, like, he's certainly above average. You can't start 17 yeah. and four. But when you look at the Packers schedule for this season, uh, you know, they've won games they were supposed to win. You know, that's kind of what it, it but I guess they're so good that they're going to be favored in every game. And so I feel like, uh, maybe you can point to the Saints game. You, they they beat the Vikings. They beat the Lions. Those were games they were expected to win. I mean, they beat the Falcons. Wouldn't, were, wouldn't we agree that the um, Falcons, Saints, and Vikings are all substantially worse than we thought they would be? Yes. Like, like if you look at okay, – I'm not trying to bury the Packers. That doesn't like, – like mm-hmm. stupid. I mean, I didn't think the Packers were that good in the first place. But it, it seems – if you look at it in the context of five weeks, five games played, like beating Atlanta, whatever, Atlanta sucks. You guys are coach fired. Uh, beating New Orleans, that was impressive. You go to New Orleans and you beat them, but like Drew Brees doesn't have Michael Thomas. He can't throw downfield. You beat the Lions. They clearly have no defense. And you beat the Vikings, who, again, have no defense. They've given up a bunch of points. And they – Ryan, your point about them quitting, they quit. They quit. It looked just like the 49ers games last year. Yeah. Look, I'm not bearing them either. And I think the, I think what I learned is that they're not that much better or maybe not better at all than the Buccaneers. And I think Tom Brady, uh, uh, I think the Buccaneers are way better. Yeah. But we didn't know that coming into this game. The defense finally played well. They got after, uh, front four and back four. Um, Levante David and, um, Devin, Devin White, Devin White were very good and that all came together. So that was, that you was know, Devin White was the, uh, fun fact. Devin White, the last person to see me. Before I flipped over the rails of a scooter in Nashville, that's hysterical. In fact, I, I, bet, he, I bet he remembered it. He said, "I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta try these scooters." I was like, "Don't do it; they're dangerous." Five minutes later, whoop! Brooks brother uh, goes flying. So I, I think the Buccaneers are good, and let's 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 talk about. We're not here to bury the Packers. The Packers will have their chances to deal with. And by the way, Aaron Jones is going to go nuts against the Texans next week who stink against the run. And uh, Aaron Rodgers said he thinks this loss was probably good for the team. I think we need to kick in the ass a little bit to stop feeling ourselves so much. And and that's sometimes that happens too. So, you know, they lost a bad one to the Chargers last year, the, the 49ers. Well, I, oh, yeah, I was, and both I, I times they rebounded uh, and had big wins the following week. I, brought, I was gonna, I actually went and looked at that breach. Uh, they won 24-16 against the Panthers at home after the Chargers loss. Then after they lost to the 49ers in embarrassing fashion after the bye, after that Panthers loss, they beat the Giants 31-13. And then, of course, they're, um, they won by 10 at the Cowboys after they lost to the Eagles in the regular season. And then their only other loss was at, uh, San Fran in the playoffs. So yeah, you could expect a bounce back. The Packers are a good bet next week. They should bounce back. Rodgers will be pissed. Jones will go nuts. The, the Buccaneers, I look. Losing Vita Vea like that and then still having a good run defense is key. The, the Buccaneers are good. I wish I'd picked the Buccaneers to go to the Super Bowl from the from the NFC. They're good. 
Brady Rivers. That would have been awesome. Now get out of here. And they just traded, by the way, for Steve McClendon, uh, defense tackle for the Jets. Correct. Who I loved in Pittsburgh and, you know, he's been toiling away in New York for a couple of years. So that there's, they're bolstering the defensive line there. And I feel like now that we're six weeks in. Wait till we have the news in the podcast, Wilson. That's professional work. The Buccaneers absolutely feel like the best team in the NFC South. I think the Buccaneers feel like the best team in the NFC. Seahawks? No. Let's, yeah, let's. I would say, I would say that. Seahawks go on a bye for one week and Brent forgets they exist. No, I disagree. I think that if, I think that, well, first of all, we, we all agree that the Seahawks defense stinks, right? Russell Wilson does not stink, however. He'll put up yeah, 55 like, points Brady can, if he has Brady, to. Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin can go toe-to-toe with the Seahawks. No, they can't. The Brady <laughs> is not the same Brady. Let's calm Brady down. looks fine. He looks okay. He's not. Oh, Jones is awesome. Brady looks fine. All right. I'm with Breach on this one. Let's move on because I don't want to argue. I, I love the Buccaneers. I'm glad they won the game. Gronkowski dunked on me today. He went 679 days between touchdown catches, which is mind-blowing. I don't you know. know if you know it's important, though. You know how many days are in a week? So if you take the seven out, sixty-nine. Oh! Yeah. oh! oh! <laughs> All right, Forty-Niners beat the Rams twenty-four to sixteen on Sunday night, and this is interesting, of course, because you mentioned the Green Bay Packers, the Forty-Niners. The Forty-Niners' last game, they got blown out at home mm-hmm. by the Miami Dolphins, embarrassed, and they absolutely destroyed the Los Angeles Rams. At home on prime in prime time, Jared. Go- that's that was a bottom. I guess I don't really have a game log of in my mind of Jared Goff bottom five games, but that felt like a bottom five Jared Goff game. He was awful. He didn't have the ball was- very long. And his- Jared Goff has had some stinkers, Brinson. I'm not yeah. sure that was in the top ten. Okay, so uh, bottom ten, top ten, bottom ten. His yeah. his top bottom ten. He was he was terrible. Golf was well, he wasn't great, but they weren't on the field very long. That defense got zero sacks against Jimmy G. Uh, I just saw the stat, next gen stat. Jimmy G threw for 268 yards. Do you know how many of those yards were yards after the catch? Oh, 201. 263. 226. So the first two plays of the game were those little flip passes to Debo Samuel. He scored on one. That was 44 yards. The, I think there were two more plays in the second half, including the last one that converted that third down that kept the drive alive and let them run out the clock. So it was a lot of that. A lot of George Kittle, uh, and a lot of most of before he got hurt. And then they lean on Jamichael Hasty. And, and then, you know, we talked about that offense on the other side doing straight up doo doo. The four Niners did a, such an incredible job because it, and it, they came into the game and they were talking about it beforehand. Aaron Donald is the best offensive player in the world. We know that the four Niners interior offensive guys, offensive linemen are not good. And they did such a great job of getting the ball to Raheem Mostert outside of the tackle box and getting him sort of in space. And then they got Debo Samuel on the move. And there was, you felt like watching this game that it was like a fireworks show because there was constant motion on both sides of the ball. And I thought Sean McVay actually did a very good job adjusting to later in the game when he realized golf stinks tonight. I'm going to try and use a bunch of jet sweeps and a bunch of different motions and stuff. And, but it was too late. The 49ers had already made their move, had gotten the lead. Um, the Rams, offense or the Rams defense, excuse me, is a run funnel. You can run on the Rams. Like if you block a certain way and you move your guys in motion a certain way pre-snap and you get guys out outside of the outside of the tackle box, you can run on the Rams. They're easy to run on. And the 49ers did a great job with it. That was fantastic coaching. Well yeah, and that's what you want to do. If you if you're going up against Aaron Donald, you just game plan exactly. the whole game away from him so that you don't have to deal with him. Uh you don't want to get Jimmy Garoppolo who's on a hobbled ankle and will probably 
break in half if Aaron Donald sacks him uh, and falls on top of him. And Kyle Shanahan said, you know, we're not going to let that happen. Jimmy's going to get rid of the ball in like a half second with these little dump off passes that you were just talking about. And it was really just a really, really smart game plan by Kyle Shanahan. And also, you know, this is the 49ers team we thought we would see when all the razzle dazzle works when everyone's healthy and, you know, the 49ers aren't down to their fifth string receiver and their third string quarterback. Uh, you know, as, as hard of a time, I think we give Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers offense is better when he's in there. And I think. I mean, look, anybody yeah, can no, right. short little dumb that passes. Was that, that was stupid. Who was that? Who, uh, whoever uh, asked him that should have their press, like, credential revoked. Like, oh, what, what, is, is Nick Mullins going to take Jimmy's job? Like, no. Oh, Nobody, don't ask that today, Right. And anybody can think what they want about Jimmy Garoppolo. You can say, hey, maybe he's not a top 15 quarterback if you think that. But he is the best quarterback on that roster. And the 49ers are better when he is in there. And yeah. You're exactly right. And I owe him and Kyle Shanahan an apology because I had fallen for Sean McVay and Jared Goff over the first month of the season. Uh, do you know who they've beaten the Rams? They've beaten every team in the NFC East. So if they were in the NFC East right now, we'd be celebrating because they're a four and two and they are a juggernaut. Uh, but perspective is a funny thing. They play in the NFC West and they are now third best team in that division, probably. I mean, you could argue them and the Cardinals are probably, uh, in the mix for the, for we the, we all agree the Seahawks have won. Yeah. And I think right now, 40, I'm taking the 49ers. They just won. I'm taking the 49ers over the other two teams. Yeah. I mean, the, the Rams are four and two. The 49ers are three and three. Um, but like, I think, again, I think this division is not out of it to get four teams into the playoffs. It's not going to be four. It's entirely possible. The Rams should petition to, to play in the NFC East full time. I think that's their best bet. Right it's now. probably not going to happen because the Brian, I don't know if you know a lot about, uh, geography. I don't, but Los Angeles is like the opposite of the East. And I know Ooh. Dallas is in the East, but. I don't think they're going to uh, – yeah, I don't think it's – I don't right. think the petition is going to get better then. Yeah, I agree. It's unlikely to – yeah, uh, by the way, the Cardinals were in St. Louis. Um, it's unlikely to happen, but um, because the Bears are 4-5-1 and five and one and the Packers are 4-1, and one, like, one, you know, one, two of the – both of those teams are probably going to make the playoffs. And the Buccaneers and Saints look like playoff teams. The Panthers are still hanging around, et cetera. Um, but it's not, it's not out of the question. I mean, the 49ers are – Kyle Shanahan – I, I would like, to, if I could take back one uh, take that I've had in my NFL writing career. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, yeah, what is this one? Well, it would be that, like, like sort of like mocking the Shanna clan. Because Kyle Shanahan is one of the, like, an incredible football coach. He is the, one of the few examples where nepotism has worked. <laughs> right. And, and like, it's, it's like with C. Belichick. It's, it's not like, nep- like, nepotism is not bad here. Because you're, you're getting a guy who is good at it. There is no one better for the job than Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is an awesome coach. Right. If you were, if you were doing it, so, you know, we always do the quarterback drafts where you draft, like, you know, you want to take Lamar. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mahomes. Or, like you're starting you're a building a franchise. Yeah. You're building a franchise coach draft. Yeah. Who would be your number one pick? I, I mean, you know, you're not like, again, you're not taking Belichick because he's why not? Well, I mean, you can, but your window is pretty. Is this for like oh, the I next see. ten years, or oh, like okay. the next two years, like, or one like, year, or yeah, one game? No, 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 forever. Like we're we're you're you just die? gifted an NFL franchise. Well, Belichick is not a human, so he will live forever. So I will pick him. Okay. Um, then probably Andy Reid, and then probably Kyle Shanahan, and I would probably take Kyle Shanahan before Mike Tomlin. So Mike Tomlin will be four. What about Sean Payton? I I don't know. 
Like, Whoa, now, Ryan. Whoa. I, you just hate Sean. I it's just Sean weird McDermott, that Sean, Sean McVay Payton, or Sean Payton. Sean Payton and loves Taysom Hill, and that gives me some pause. Yeah, Taysom I, Hill scored the game-winning touchdown the other night. All right. Okay, so I'm going to argue that if I'm starting a franchise. I would argue. Go ahead. I'm taking Kyle Shanahan first. That's fine. I mean, that's fine. Okay. It's not not a hot take. He's 40. He's he's like a year older than me. And he has so much confidence that whatever he told you, you would believe it. But, but his, his offensive schemes are awesome. If you were, if you were a team that had the first overall pick, let's say the Jets, let's say the Jets decided, okay, look, we're going to trade five future first round picks. Not, not including 2021 to the 49ers for Kyle Shanahan. So we have Trevor Lawrence and Kyle Shanahan. I feel like you can win with that. I have a ton of cap space. I mean, yeah. No, I, said, I don't yeah. think so. I think there's too many holes. Like Kyle Shanahan's a great coach, but even a great coach is going to fail if they have nothing to work with. So it's, if it's Trevor I mean, Lawrence Shanahan's throwing Samuel Kendrick Bourne. And, if Trevor Lawrence is throwing passes to practice squad receivers during his first season in the NFL, it's not going to work. You I mean, the, 40, the 49ers have duct tape at wide receiver, and it's 40 times no, better than the, than the. They have Brandon Ayuk, they have Debo Samuel. Yeah, they have duct Kendrick tape. Bourne's actually good. Debo, Debo Samuel is a second year player who just got off IR. While Brandon those guys Ayuk, were injured, they lost to the Eagles and the Dolphins. Yeah. So, like, it, there is only so much you can take. I'm not, losing personnel wise before, you know, it's going to hurt you no matter how good your scheme is. Okay. Uh, what's your level of panic on the Rams? Yeah. I mean, I think they, they look like the team we saw last year. I sort of was duped by them beating the NFC East and they have a, by the way, their schedule coming up is incredibly tough. So Ooh. things could turn sideways. They, I think they have three tough games and a bye, something like that. And then after the bye, I think they have Tampa Bay. So who are you looking at? We, we might need to do a uh, emergency podcast for, uh, just to discuss Wilson in in Connecticut, Wilson, wow. like you were locked in. It's all yeah, you're like I talk about this nonstop for eight hours. I know. I've been there. Like when you're you're like you you're thinking of your talking points, and you see you're like, of course, the Rams schedule. Like Wilson in Wilson in New York, it's like what's the Rams schedule again? Yeah, Wilson in Connecticut, it's like you won't believe the schedule according to Football Outsiders. It's 17 toughest against. The and, and the funny thing is the thing about the Super Friends convening for this podcast. You have Wilson who's coming off a studio set because he's doing a show. Brinson who's drinking, watching a baseball playoff game, <laughs> and me who is trying not to wake up a baby that's right. like five rooms away. So it's it's just it's completely different dynamic. But but Wilson's not wrong. So the Rams uh, next Monday host the Bears. Then they play at the Dolphins. That's a tough turnaround on uh, the, the following Sunday. Yeah, Dolphins ain't no joke. Short, no. Yep. short week, bye. you have to fly across the country. Yep. They get their bye. Then they host the Seahawks. Mm. Then they have to, the next week, they have to go to Tampa Bay. Yeah, so that's too ridiculous. That's, that, we knew that the, the corona was happening when the schedule was released. Who, gave, who did this to the Rams? Why would you have them be in, like, home against Chicago in Miami, back home, and then back to Tampa Bay. You couldn't have just had them play Miami and Tampa Bay in back-to-back weeks. No one's using these stadiums, guys. Then, after that, they have the 49ers at home, and then they have the Cardinals on the road. Yikes. Yeah, so, I mean, things could be. Uh, and then the Patriots on three days rest. Ah, that is tough. Yep. So. The Rams are a fate. If golf play, I, I think they'll. Ah. Golf, golf looked Awful Sunday night. It wasn't all him, but they, they have a lot of work to do and he has to play, he has to play A plus golf going forward. That's the reality. Daryl Henderson's awesome, by the way. 
Yeah, B minus golf ain't gonna cut it. And golf didn't get sacked at all. That's the crazy part. Usually when he struggles, it's because the other team is just putting so much pressure on him. And this was just bad throws and, yep. and he, he just didn't seem like he had any clue what was going on. It's like he was lost. Like he had a different playbook from Sean McVay. Uh, so I don't know what was going but, on. I was, and, and McVay also did the thing, um, where that Kyle Shanahan was doing where he's like, I don't know that Jimmy's like feeling it right now. So I'm going to run a bunch of jet sweeps and motions and get it off of his plate. Like take the burden off of him. And that's a, that's great that the coaches are that smart, but it's a sign that. They don't trust the quarterback in that particular moment. Hard to do when you're losing 21 to six. It is. Do you All imagine right, having that thought, even though you gave your quarterback a $110 million contract? I would be angry. Hey man, we're going to take it off your plate. We, we thought we were putting it on your plate because we gave you all this money. We're going to take it off the plate. You're getting too much work. The Steelers. I, I gotta be honest. I mean, I am a moron on Friday's show. You picked, no, the- I don't, I, I didn't believe it. I don't you know did. why I said it. I'll give you that. You didn't believe it. I was staring Steelers minus three in the face this, t- before one o'clock. Minus three is a terrible line, though. You figure it, something's up. It was right, right. It was so bad. But my buddy Nathan likes he he likes his phrase. Sometimes a line is just a line, and well, this was, was just a line. This was free money. If you wanted, if you wanted free money, yep. the Steelers had it for you because this game was not close. It was over midway through the first quarter, and that's not an exaggeration. When Minka picked pick six Baker, it was done. Another tough day for Prisco. Minka, his guy who didn't make the top one hundred, had a big and day. I'm telling you, it felt like it was all flipping on Pete up until the Braves. <laughs> and he's like tweeting, he's like texting me like, "Go Dodgers, <laughs> go to hell, man, like, burn Pete." I hope you burn in hell, no. and I hope when you get there, there's like a one-legged Jake Plummer who's like talking to you twenty-four-seven. Just so you why Jake it. Plummer? Does Jake Plummer hate him? Arizona State. Oh, right. Like, it reminds him of his losses. I would love uh, for uh, Tim Tebow to be like his, uh, his like nursing home attendant. Ooh, or he's got to go to like a Tim Tebow, uh, like wedding, Tim Tebow officiated wedding ceremony. That's right. For all of eternity. Yes. That'd be great. Uh, the Steelers won 38 to seven over the Browns. Uh, the, the, the Steelers, this is the, I am so mad at myself. I went, I crushed the picks today. You sure did. And one of the ones I missed. Was and I, I took the Eagles because I and the, and the Washington football team. I was like, these are just weird lines. I'm just taking them. But one of the ones, one of the two I missed. I'm nine and three apparently. Actually, that's not right. Um, they hit me down for the Rams. They ain't right. The uh, was the the Browns. The Browns should they should have been dogs by seven. It was insane, and that wasn't enough. The Steelers smashed them. The Browns want to run, and the Steelers are good at stopping the run. Baker Mayfield sucks when he's playing good teams or teams that rush the passer. And those are a good team who rush the passer. He sucks. First of all, I would also like to apologize. And he had broken, like busted ribs. Yeah. I was wrong about the Steelers. My apologies. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting you. Brinson, you're being grilled. I am getting tweets about how bad, how wrong Brinson was on. You know, your coworker picked the Steelers to finish in last place. I'm like, yeah, bro. I know that because (laughs) we're going to rub it in Brinson's face the rest of the year. Of course I know that. Kibo, cut that apology and we should tweet that out. Cut it. Cut it. Yeah. Cut it. Look. Yeah. (laughs) Would you like the caveat too? So I wasn't even that wrong though. Like the Bengals are a little frisky. And the Browns were four and one coming this game and the Ravens are a good team. So it's entirely possible the Steelers could actually finish in last place if Big Ben Elb wasn't healthy, but he is healthy. And I don't think their pass defense is very good, but their, their pass rush is great. Their run defense is fantastic. 
and they have tons of weapons. And Chase Claypool is a monster. If you get drafted, the biggest validation for any human yeah. being in their entire life is being drafted as a wide receiver by the Steelers. Yeah, that means that sure. you're good at something because they don't draft bad wide receivers. All they do is bang out good wide receiver draft picks. It's unreal. Chase Claypool is a monster. Saying even Ben is healthy, sure he's healthy, but he hasn't been great. He was completely average in this game. They still won 38 to seven. That's how good the Steelers are. If, if Ben Roethlisberger plays above average, you could say, argue the Steelers are the best team in football. Yeah, let's, let's settle down. Briscoe's I thought he, up, that's uh, right, Wilson, uh, uh, them. Teaser, teaser here. Briscoe is putting him one in the power rankings. Whoa, he's yeah. jinxing him. That's a pretty he good hates, jinx. He hates Russ. So he's going to stink on him. And by the way, did, he is playing better than average. He's actually, he's, yeah. I'm quite comfortable where he's playing. He's not pushing the ball down the field a lot, but he throws jump balls to Chase Claypool and Chase Claypool catches, catches them. By the way, Deontay Johnson's only played a handful of games this year. I think he's probably missed as many as he's played in. So when he's healthy, that's one more weapon. Arguably their best wide receivers coming they back. They are deep at wide receiver. Juju has not been involved. To Juju's credit, he has not complained. We'll see if that changes, but, um, the advanced metrics likes the Steelers defense better than my eyeballs do to, to your point about the pass defense. Uh, this was a, a big game for Minka, uh, according to people who watch every, like all 22 that Minka's actually done fine this year. He just hasn't flashed on, on when you watch the broadcast. So he's been less like, but I mean, that's, that's to be expected. Like you're going to regress on right. like touchdown or, turnovers <laughs> or throw away from or whatever. But Bud Dupree is playing out of his mind. He's actually arguably playing better than TJ Watt. That's huge. Cam Hayward and Steph Tuitt inside are playing out of their minds. And to your point, uh, Stefanski could not run the ball. And when you can't run the ball with a, with a quarterback who has 14 broken ribs, it's going to be a long day. They brought in Case Keenum and they actually look better. And I wonder if they had started him and things would have been closer. They, they announced that they benched, ba- it was weird. So it was on, Nancy Romo were on the call. It was a CBS game and they right. were like, Baker Mayfield's been benched, but. And then they realized they were like, eh, like it, it wasn't bench. They were getting blown out and you just didn't need to let Baker Mayfield get blasted. You could hear him through the broadcast moan every time he got hit. The kid was, he had was no business playing banged up. No business. Why, why would you put him out there? And it's like, you, you know, if you're playing the Jets, if you're playing the Jets, I understand putting him out there. Maybe, you, you know, let him get a little bit better. He's banged up. You're playing a Steelers defense. It's just going to injure him more. Ryan's talking about these 14 broken ribs. You're going to have. 50 broken ribs by the time you're done with this game. He got beat up in this game, uh, and he wasn't healthy going into it. So, I, I, like, this hurts the Browns going forward because well, now his health is in question for the next few weeks. To, to that end, Breach, let me ask this hypothetical. Is it possible that Kevin Stefanski at 4-1, and one, you're feeling yourself. You're the Brown, new Browns coach, first year. If you're 4-1, and one, you're feeling yourself. You're like, we haven't won since 03 in Heinz Field. This would flip – if I get this win, yeah. I have all the street cred in Jimmy Haslam's very short-term memory. But we're talking about – I'm saying – what I'm saying is that it was a – I think that Kevin Stefanski or whoever else was involved in the decision may have made – may have erred uh, whatever the opposite of the side of caution is. Right. They, 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 they rushed, caution to the wind. They threw caution to the wind. Thank you. And they threw Baker out there thinking, all right, look, if we can win this game – we are all of a sudden five and one. We're in control of the division. But as and, Breach was noting in our previous conversation, isn't that sort of like Sean McVay saying, all right, Jared Goff, go out there and do things I know you can't do. Fingers crossed. And it's then a little it, bit like Sean, Sean McDermott, like tossing out Nate Peterman. Yeah. That's disrespectful to, to Baker Mayfield, but okay. No, I'm saying, but like he's, he's, he's your, he's your former number one overall pick. He has a bunch of rib injuries. What, what are you putting out there against or, TJ Bud, Bud Dupree, Cameron Hayward? And, and this is this crazy? Team? What if, what if? Stefanski's thinking, you know what? They're 
this is two scenarios here. Number one, is this a Gone Girl thing where you yes. want him? He wants number to one. Killed, number one, Baker Mayfield goes out there and he wins, and then boom. I get all the credit because we beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. I'm going to get a parade in week six. Uh, boom. And Baker Mayfield's the starter for the rest of the time. Or Baker goes out and plays horrible like he did. Now you've opened the door to possibly playing Case Keenum down the road. Uh, because that's look, a can of worms. I, I mean, would you be shocked four, if we see Case Keenum one. start a game in the next four weeks with a completely healthy Baker Mayfield? No, just, I didn't ask. Uh, 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 are they going to throw him out there uh, injury gonna, again next week against look, the Bengals? They're going to blast whatever crappy team they play next week. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, we'll see. All right, what's next? It's, it's the Bengals, right? Oh, I see. <laughs> I got it. Not that locked in, are you? Mm-mm. Tight, tighten up, pal. By the way, the Browns haven't won. They've lost 17 straight games against at, in Heinz Field. Not Baker, good. Again, not I, good. I, can't, I can't stress this enough. This is one of the biggest mistakes of my picks Slash gambling career. Love I've been it. doing this for 30 years. Does it rank higher or lower than Garrett Bradbury? Rookie of the year. Oh, oh, like, is it higher is bigger mistake or lower is bigger mistake? Bigger mistake. This, I would, I would put this, this is top five. This was the free, this is the, this is a free space. You don't get free spaces in gambling much. The Steelers were free money. Baker's hurt. Odell hadn't practiced because he's got a COVID test. The Steelers have owned the, the, the Browns. They haven't won in 17, 17 straight games at Heinz Field. They play them every year there. Mike Tomlin destroys the Browns. Ben hates the Browns. It was free money. And I'm, I'm sorry if anyone bet on the Browns based on my recommendation. That is my fault. He will pay you back, by the way. All right. No, I will not. Moving send along. Him a, send him a Venmo request. I'll tell you what I'll, I'll do. give you his Venmo name. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I'll do. I won't send you any money. I won't send Ryan any money, mm-hmm. but I will give you a. Don't you owe money for the Mitchell Trubisky thing? Yes, I you will should send Ryan some money. You should send him double what you owe. Him. Interest. Okay, There's a lot of interest. Fact, interest is I, a lot. Instead of sending Ryan money, I'm going to give you something better than money, Ryan. Oh, what is it? It is an opportunity to text the word football Ooh. to three nine seven seven three seven, and immediately, as soon as you text that, get a twenty five dollar off. A 50% purchase at Express. That's right. You see me? You're, if you're going to YouTube, you're watching us. You see me? I like to be casual. Cool. You see Ryan texting. I like to be casual, comfortable, a little bit professional, slightly aloof. It's like John Breach has just texted football to that. I don't know if you can do that as a member of the podcast, but try anyway. I need clothes that are casual and extremely comfortable. And Express has that versatility. That's what I'm looking for. And today, I'm going to tell you about their Lux Comfort Knit Collection. It feels like you're wearing your favorite sweats, but everyone thinks you're at work. It's incredible. People don't have to know it because you look great. So go text 397-737 and get $25 off a $50 purchase. You're going to look sharp. You're going to feel soft. And you're going to like look good, feel good, play good. That's how... Express rolls. Again, text football. The word football. That's all I have to do. Text football to 397-737. And you get you're basically 50% off. $25 off your $50 purchase from Express. Incredible deal. Ravens. Done and done. Yes. Speaking of incredible deals, if you took the Eagles plus seven and a half, you somehow covered the Eagles 
were getting the snot kicked out of them, mm-hmm. and they still covered. They lost to the Ravens 30 to 28. Uh, the Eagles were plus 10 when it closed, plus seven and a half on our side. The over 46 and a half hit. Carson Wentz actually outperformed Lamar Jackson. Eva. Yo, let's Will. Our, let's get our Eagles check in. Here is the Eagles check in right here. This team is going to host a home playoff game. I don't, I don't feel great about that. I don't feel great about the season, even if you're hosting a home playoff game, because we, we know the likely outcome. But I do, after this game and after the past couple weeks, feel good about the future because I think this game kind of reiterates, reaffirms that Carson Wentz is a franchise quarterback. And I know the stat line may not necessarily present that. He has nothing. He has absolutely nothing. You, you like to talk about those social graphics that the, that all the teams put up before the season with, with the weapons. All right. Just imagine the 10 other starters on the Eagles offense heading into the season. They were down to one by the end of the game today outside mm-hmm. of Carson Wentz, and that was Jason Kelsey. Everybody else was lost. Zach Ertz, Miles Sanders lost during this game. He had nothing. You you still don't have enough respect on Travis Fulgham's name. He He's something, but, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, you, you called him Todd Fulgham in the, the early. Did I call him Todd Fulgham? <laughs> Todd uh, Fulgham. I so, started him in DFS. We have a little ways to go. Okay, we're, we're getting Steve there. Fulgham, what do you want from me? I, I don't feel great about the future 6-9-1 and one Eagles making the playoffs this year, but I feel good about Carson Wentz, and I know it's going to come back to Carson Wentz. Um, the Eagles were in this game. I think they deserve to be in this game because there was a couple big drops, one in the end zone right before half that could have made it approachable. But th- this team fights, Carson Wentz fights, and uh, I don't want to hear anything about the quarterback. We could talk about other aspects of the team and, and poor two-point right. decisions. But I, I feel good. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Devo uh, said uh, to respect Travis Fulgham's name, and, and I think, did you just say that there was a drop right before halftime? Are you talking about the Hail Mary that he almost made a miraculous catch on, Devo? No, I'm talking about Miles Sanders in the end zone. Oh, and this is my question, Devo. Yes. Would you like to issue your Formal apology now or later to the J.J. Arthago Whiteside. Oh, uh, he club. is. If you want to spend a second round pick on a blocker that follows the play, a wide receiver blocker that follows the play, go after J.J. Arthago Whiteside because he is your guy. Spend a second round pick on him. <laughs> Was that his first career touchdown? I probably had one last year, but forgettable. What a what a moment. Miles Sanders fumbles at the end zone, and Arcega White, excuse me, Arcega Whiteside, it's just there to dive on it. Right place, right time, baby. By the way, I'll say this: after watching the Steelers struggle with Eagles last week and watching what the Eagles did in the second half against the Ravens, the Eagles are the best team in the NFC East. I, I don't, yes, I agree. I, and I, the records obviously don't he, reflect that. He did that. have one last year, by the way. I disagree with that. Both games. The Steelers game, the Ravens game played out the same way where they both went up by Stone. He may have pulled a hamstring or a Thank you, Brunson. Both teams went up by like five touchdowns and they're like, Oh my God, this team is horribly bad. It was almost like they let they them have, have a no pity one. comeback. Yeah, they have no one. That's why they're not the best team in the NFC East. The they're going to get healthy. Won, the Ravens should have won this game 49 to 14. But here's the thing, Breach. The Eagles are going to get healthy. Dak Prescott is not walking through that door. They you, have, why would you say the Eagles are going to get healthy? What history has proven that, that, that that's going to happen? They got a new there trainer no... today. <laughs> a new I, I agree with Wilson, and this is not a like I put, I think the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl, but like I think the Eagles will probably win the division. Now the Cowboys could win it. Breach, your Dalton bias is coloring your analysis, and it's and dare I say you're wearing 
uh, red uh, shaded glasses here. It's an ugly uh, look on you, Breach. It is. Like, the Cowboys' defense is way worse than the Eagles' defense. And the Eagles' offense is worse than the Cowboys' offense with Dak Prescott, obviously. But I think let's see what they look like against Arizona with Andy Dalton starting the game. The in Eagles lost time. to Washington. There, there's not a quarterback, a team in the league that would have beaten Washington that day with that offensive line. Patrick the Mahomes could be behind the that Bengals. line. Bengals. Brinson says the Bengals are trash. Which is and it, that's Brinson? how they get into the playoffs. That's high. The, so the, the Cowboys are in first place and they're two and three. What do we, what do you, what do you like? You're like peacocking around the Bengals haven't won a, have the Bengals won a game? Yeah. Did I miss something? They won last week. They did win a game. Did you miss all of week five? Yeah. Look, man, the Braves have me shook. Okay. <laughs> oh, so I'm sorry. The Bengals are what? One, three and one. Excuse so are the me. Eagles. They have the same record. Yeah, but the, but the Bengals play in the best of it, like the second best division of football and the Eagles play in the worst. Right. If the Eagles get healthy. They can win that division. Brinson, I'll, uh, I'll purchase you $50 worth of Express if you can tell me what college Jason Kroom went to. Oh, boy. Jason. Who uh, caught a touchdown in this game today. I was, I was. He's a tight end, right? Yeah. So I was, I was at the game today. I want to see Iowa State. Oh, you were at the game, Debo? I went to the game today. What? Caught the touchdown right in front of me, and I literally looked to my friend, huge Eagles fans, who the hell is Jason Kroom? Who is this guy that just caught this touchdown in this huge moment? That's the, that's the state of the Eagles right now. Right, look, I, I, I'm going to guess. In fact, I'm going to cancel Iowa State, and I'm going to guess Mississippi State out of respect for Sylvester Kroom. Oh, there you go. Good, good call. Uh, SEC school, Tennessee. Ooh. Of course. Which I looked up, obviously, after the fact. Yeah, clearly. Jason, Jason Kroom. Wow, I didn't peg you as a football-attending uh, person. Steve. What? He's a football fan. Why wouldn't he go to a football game? His favorite team. It was. It was very safe. Pandemic. It was a wear a, mask. a unique opportunity in, in 2020 to attend a how, game. Well, okay. Uh, Follow up question, and I'm not. How was it? The 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 game itself. Football, like the experience of being in a football game in a in a, in a with minimal fans. It was and... super odd. There's there's lots of space to operate. I like that. You know all, all the stuff that the traffic, the the bathroom lines, the bathroom not smelling horrible, the the food, all that stuff w- was to your benefit. It's just you know a little little lack of crowd noise. But yeah, of, it was it, it felt like... safe. It was it was about six thousand I think fans and then seventy five hundred total with with game day personnel and everybody involved. So yeah, you're outdoors. I think it's I think it's safe. I think it's that's a, like it's basically like being a Wake Forest football fan, right? With a chance to win a game, out, you do whatever you want. You got tons of room to sit. You don't have to worry about cramping. Yep. It's like going to a Mac school. I know yeah. all about that. Yeah, exactly. it felt good to to boo. Going, uh, them going into the tunnel 17, nothing at halftime. Felt real good to get those boos back out. Not something I've been able to do in, in 2020. Feel it in Debo's. Debo senses the tide turning too. He knows. Yeah, he's good. getting, he's getting a little confidence. He's, he's going to be dunking all over breach before it's all said and done. Uh, okay, hold on. Should we, should we be betting on the Eagles to win the division now? Yeah, what is it? No. Oh, well, that's You're throwing your money away. You're literally throwing it away. Let's just set it on fire right now on the business. podcast. Just Three. get your lighter out, set it on fire. Ooh, Aaron Rodgers dropped in the MVP race. You hate to see it, Pete. I mean, sorry, just talking out loud. Uh, the NFC East. While you're looking that up, I just want to say that Plus should there be a little bit of concern about the Ravens' offense right now? We've seen two straight weeks. They're winning games, so, you know, that's the key 
but the offense hasn't looked very good over the past few weeks. Lamar Jackson hasn't looked good throwing the ball. Uh, he ran for 100 yards, but that's not exactly what you want him doing all the time. So Is, I had this discussion with Briscoe because we have a $100 bet on Ravens versus Steelers. Uh, they both basically played the same teams, and they haven't played anybody good. I mean, the Ravens, this is their first single-digit victory this year. They haven't had a game that was within 10 points all year long that they won. Now, they yeah, lost but, uh, and looked awful. The Breach's point, happened. they didn't look good last week. They um, were blowing the doors off. Dude, the they, they looked fine. They looked fine against a Washington football team. Oh. Did, they did what was necessary to bludgeon a terrible football team. Well, that's fine against the Washington football team, but when you start playing the Steelers. They played the Bengals last week. That's what I thought. They played the Washington Bengals. two weeks ago. Yeah. The, the Bengals kicked a field goal and got boot. The, the Bengals defense did a really good job on shutting down Lamar Jackson. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Obviously, I forgot about week five. Brinson like, just blacked out week five. That must have been. Uh, right now. <laughs> Who knows? Um but the, didn't they be they, that game was never in question? They murdered the Bengals. No, no one's saying it was yeah. in question. I am just saying that the Ravens' offense hasn't looked as good this year as it did last year, right. and that maybe they're not the best team in the AFC North. Obviously, they're in second place now, so place wise, they're not. But I'm saying right. overall, I'm not so sure that I wouldn't feel comfortable picking them to win the division right now. I, I'll play. Uh, I was, I was going to ask you who 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 would you bet on to win. Right. The AFC North right now. All right, so first of all, NFC, NFC East. Cowboys are minus one thirty, and the Eagles are plus one sixty at William Hill right now. Who to take? Slam dunk. You smash the Eagles. What are the Cowboys? Minus one thirty. Oh, I'm taking the Cowboys. I'm not sure you don't take Washington at twelve to one. I mean, that's not value wise. That's, that's probably better than the Eagles. That's that's the Gary Bradbury of that. Well, the, the, the Washington already has a tiebreaker over the Eagles. All right, so this is the current odds at. Backful. William Hill. Breach, I feel like that tie affected you worse, you worse than it did me. <laughs> your, your hate against the Eagles. I think that tie is really in your head. Yeah. That's a good call, Debo. <laughs> Care to good tie. comment, Breach? No, he's, it's a good tie. He's yeah. getting download information from Jerry Jones. He can't talk right now. Uh, Ravens are minus 155. Steelers plus 150. Browns ten to one plus one hundred and fifty for the team that's currently in first place. Breach, allow me to finish, please. Don't interrupt people. I love that. That's that's gold. Go ahead. And uh, of course, the Bengals currently three hundred to one to win the division in week six. (laughs) Saying there's a chance. Oh, he missed. He missed. Oh, he may have. Don't burn that out because you're going to get a lot of use of it when we actually talk about the Bengals game. Three hundred to one to win the division in week six. All right, what's next? Let's go. I got to go to bed. What about Samson coming in there? Yeah, well, um, that I got to drive home tomorrow to do a two p.m. to three p.m. show after I've gotten home for forty-five minutes. Oh, we have a two p.m. to three p.m. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's not so funny now, is it? <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna be looking great. Um, anyway, I'm not worried about the Ravens. The Ravens, I think the Ravens are trying to not come out of the gate scorching like they did last year. They're concerned. They're breach is right. There's some concerns about Lamar yeah. Jackson. Not being the person with last year. So. Their next five games, Steelers, Colts, Patriots, Titans, Steelers. And they're, they're wide receivers. They have issues at wide receiver. They don't have a, an established go-to. Mark Andrews is fantastic, but who are you throwing the ball to consistently? No one has yet to step up. Wait, Steelers, Colts, Patriots, Titans, Steelers. Yeah, that's what he just said. I mean, that's, that's the, 
That's the division and the AFC decided right there. Exactly. If they win all five, the next of those, five weeks will decide the AFC hierarchy. No, well, the Chiefs aren't in that mix, and they're doing fine. But yeah, well, just in terms of like, I mean, yeah, the, North. the Chiefs already have the tiebreaker on the Ravens. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it, the next is it the next five weeks they play the Steelers twice. Yep. There's a bye. They have a bye. All right. They, I'm gonna throw out my theory then. The okay. Ravens are playing possum. They know the the Steelers are coming up twice, and they're about to uncork some deep ball business. Okay, we'll see. What's next? All right, next up is something that uh, I you would talk about. To talk I about. Find the rundown. The Broncos. Oh my God, this game was weird. Dude. The Broncos beat the Patriots eighteen to twelve. Is that a Scorgami situation? The Broncos yeah, plus seven, obviously covered. The under forty four hit. Cam Newton was somehow the top fantasy performer at sixteen points. Drew Locke threw, I mean, two of the worst interceptions you will ever see. Kirk Cousins is like, those are terrible interceptions. As you're trying to ice away the game. Oh, my God. And just put the Patriots right back in them, and they couldn't close. That is the first win in Foxborough for Denver since September 24th. Do you think the headline for, do you think the headline in tomorrow's paper is going to be Broncos win war of 1812? <laughs> That's pretty good. Because the final score is eighteen twelve. No, I got it, but there are no horses. <laughs> also, the War of eighteen twelve wasn't between horses and people, so probably not. Uh, the last time, Bernstein, who asked if it was a scoregami? The last time it was eighteen twelve in the NFL. The Eagles played. I'm sure Debo remembers it because it was Week One in 2018. Ooh. It was Bill Belichick's first loss as a Patriots head coach when his team did not allow a touchdown. Uh, look, I'm gonna go. Get some ice cubes. And Breach, you can talk about Brandon McManus's uh, six field goals. You know what? People were clamoring for that on Twitter. It was the only scoring of the entire game for Denver. I'm going to add something real quick to Brinson's. Uh, so this was Belichick's first loss to a team where the Patriots did not give up a touchdown. He mm-hmm. also only had one loss where his team didn't give up a touchdown while he was the coach of the Browns. Both losses came to the Broncos. Uh, and Drew Locke also the one of only two quarterbacks to throw multiple interceptions and win in New England. The other quarterback to do it was Kurt Warner with the Rams. Uh, so I was going to say Drew Locke, I think, finished with a 34.9 passer rating. That was actually worse than Aaron Rodgers' 35 and change passer rating. And the difference, of course, as you point out, Drew Locke won and let me read these these possessions to you, Breach, and tell me if you think this team would go into Foxborough and win under any circumstances. Uh, the first six possessions all ended in field goals for the Broncos. Then it was punt, punt to start the second half, interception, interception, uh, and then the, the end of the game. And that team somehow <laughs> beat the Patriots. It looked like Drew Locke was trying to throw the game away. I Literally. mean, it felt like it was 18-3 to with uh, under 10 minutes to play in the fourth quarter, and it just felt like there's no way the Patriots can get back in this. They score a touchdown to make 18-9. It's like, fine, it's still a two-score game. Then Drew Locks throws two picks over the next, like, four minutes. It was just absolutely bonkers. Uh, but as for Brandon McManus, who is the MVP of the game, uh, look, when your team can't drive and score touchdowns, you need a kicker who is good, and that is where McManus came through. Uh, six field goals, franchise record six yeah, field goals. You know what is fun to me, Wilson, is watching a game with a bunch of field goals. This game was like, it was like watching, uh, football porn, if you will. If you will. 
It was like that. Uh, McManus <laughs> hit from 45, 44, 27, 52, 20, and 54. And that 54 was a big one. That was his final field goal of the day. Gave him an 18 to three lead. Uh, and that was big because if he doesn't make it, then the Broncos would have only been up 15 to 12 on the Patriots final possession and the Patriots would only need a field goal tie. So, uh, McManus was huge. We should have a separate podcast about just McManus's day. Not yeah, like I, right now, but at another time when Wilson doesn't I'm, have to go to bed in 20 yeah, minutes. I'm looking Great stuff. Uh, Titans 42, Texans 36. <laughs> uh, quickly. By, by the way, I will, I will say this. The, the one thing about that Patriots game that's sneaky. You know what it did? No. If you swing on Monday. Are the Dolphins in the mix? Well, it's funny you say that because this was a huge game for the Patriots, the team they should have steamrolled. I mean, and the Chiefs are going to beat the Bills more than likely, and they could have made up ground on the Bills with a win over the Broncos that they now cannot make up. And this is the first time since 2002 that this late in the season the Patriots have been uh, below 500. They did not go to the playoffs in 2002, so things uh, they got some work to do. And I would just like I, to point out that Brenton's stealing my points. Last week's podcast, I said the Dolphins were good, uh, and I got shushed. And so now all of a sudden I'm not getting shushed, and I've got people on my Dolphins are good bandwagon uh, that I was driving by myself in the middle of nowhere, completely lost, and now Brenton's here trying to take jump in the driver's seat. Can't you imagine a situation where, like, you're you're hanging out at your house, and all of a sudden this, like, creepy little van comes flying by. It's got a dolphin, like... Like, like, like a like snowflake, a the dolphin, dog, like, like a snowflake, the dolphin on top of it, and he has a dolphin in the back of it. And then, like, Breach pulls up, he's like, Hey, do you know how to get to Ithaca? And you're like, Listen, man, I've seen this movie, get the hell out of here. Oh, by the way, that that reminds but, me, how far, how deep are you in the boys? By the way, I that, I just saw that episode and it was super <laughs> freaky. Oh my God, it's disgusting. That was amazing. I'll leave they, it at that. That show is like, I. I, I made this analogy. So they kept showing this guy, Will Smith, this Braves pitcher who just gets, got shelled by multiple times in the playoffs. They're like they're showing him in the bullpen. It's like, this is like watching a, a death scene in the boys. Like, I don't need to see it. I can't look at it. It hurts my eyes. It's, I mean, they shot, I don't want to spoil don't, it. Don't say anything. You just season one, episode four. How good is the show? I love it. Some people don't like it, but that's okay. I told you it was awesome. You were right. You're actually pretty good about that. The only I'm, thing we I'm, differ on is uncut gems. Now, wait, wait. I like it. You guys don't like it. I, I liked it. It was just, it was just unnecessary. Like, it's just anxiety ridden. Right. That was the point. Also, why are you betting on the, 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 the right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the tip off. I got it. The boys, uh, interesting move. Amazon or, uh, yeah, Amazon is now releasing it week by week. So don't catch up too quick. You'll get, oh, that's like, smart. You'll get jammed. Like, All right. Let's not get sidetracked. What we got? Titans 42, Texans 36. What yes. a thrilling game. Imagine having all of your DFS players in this game and then at the last minute deciding to move a bunch of people to Cam Newton and losing all of your money instead of winning several thousands of this dollars. This is a weekly story with you, though. It really is. I'm I'm the ultimate tinkerer, and I have to stop. Tinker. I tinker. From 12 to 1, I tinker. I swear. It's, it's unbelievable. So anyway, let's hear, uh, let's hear should we start calling you Tinkerbell? Sure. No. Let's hear Breach's uh, defense of actually what is a really good Tennessee Titans. Titans By the way, the Titans covered. The over obviously hit. And um, Deshaun Watson, 39 fantasy points. Derrick Henry was an absolute monster in this game. I think he finished with 212 rushing yards. 
52. And thank you, Brian. 52 uh, receiving yards, two touchdowns. This is the third time in Derrick Henry's career that he's rushed for at least 200 yards with two touchdowns. The only other players to do that, somebody named Jim Brown, somebody named Barry Sanders, and somebody named LaDainian Thomason. All Hall of Famers. That is the key right there. I think the Titans are the best team in the AFC. I was going to say, I mean, you can make that argument. My, What are your concern levels with that defense? Uh, My concern levels are like six. It needs to be higher than that. Because here, well, hear me out. Uh, if you watch this game, Hope because I'm a Nashville, is that the Titans were about to roll and run away with this. I mean, they were up 21 to 10, and they scored on like every possession in the first half. I honestly thought the final score was going to be like 52 to 20. And then what happened was Stephen Goskowski went out for a 27-yard field goal. The Texans blocked it. They went down and scored a touchdown after that. All of a sudden, it's 21-17. Then Taylor Lewan got injured. All of a sudden, the Titans don't torn have their ACL for Taylor Lewan, by the way. Torn ACL. All of a sudden, he's out. His backup comes in. You know what happens two plays later? Ryan Tannehill gets drilled and fumbles it. And then the Texans score three plays later. So all of a sudden, it was 21 to 10, looking like a blowout. You have a blocked field goal. Your left tackle's out for the season. And then it's 23-21 Houston. So it was just two really kind of freakish, weird plays. Uh and then Taylor Lewan ain't coming back though. That's a concern. I mean, that's true, but trying to adjust that in game is a lot more difficult than try- getting a week of practice Over, to uh, adjust to it. So I, I, I am not concerned. Lewan, Taylor Lewan. So I think we undersell offensive and defensive line injuries. Could we not, not us, but like in general, like people when they're analyzing football do it. And like Taylor Lewan and David Bakhtiari are two. See, th- this is my point when. Barkley and, and Christian McCaffrey go out. We're like, we have an injury, like an injury pandemic. Everyone's injured. Everyone's going down. Yep. But no one's saying anything with Taylor Lewan and David Bakhtiari going down. Those are two massive injuries. That can and the Titans defense still has teams. questions. Yeah. Um, by the way, did you see the, have you seen the, the 12 men on the field thing? No. With Mike Vrabel? No. This I- is. Mike Vrabel is a savant. If he did this on purpose, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen anybody do. So it's second and one. Texans have the ball, and they're up, and he thinks they're going to score. And the cameras catch him. They put 12 guys on the field. There are 12 Titans on the field, right? um, I'm going to find find the clip exactly, but there are 12 Titans on on the field. And Vrabel... A defender looks over and he's like, whoa, 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 I can get off. He's like, Shh. he like, like, he's like, don't worry about it. And then he makes a scene and alerts the official and the official throws the flag and gives them the Texans a first down, but it brings it within range where they can't get another first down unless they score. So they can't use two plays to burn the clock off. He trotted out 12 dudes on the field on defense on purpose in order to maximize it saved him 40 seconds and the Titans scored. Extended overtime with four seconds left. Wow, that's um, doubling down on out Belichick and Belichick last year. Using he, exactly, exactly, Ryan. He did the. I, I think Mike Vrabel might be a genius, or at least he has a common sense to have someone who's super smart tell him those things. But yeah, I'll give him credit. That's amazing. I mean, you watch it. If you watch a clip, it is like I think I think Vrabel just is locked in and knows what he's doing. I think he's a good coach. 
Yeah, and like they're... just just to be clear for people who didn't watch it, it was second and one with three forty nine left, and so the Titans knew that the Texans are probably going to get a first down on second or third down. Even if the Titans stop them in second and one, that's just forty more seconds. They're going to run off the clock. If you take the penalty. Now the, t- the Texans can only get one more first down because they'll be right inside the 20-yard line. So the next first down would have been inside the nine. So there's only room for one more first down, plus the penalty stops the clock, and you don't have to worry about that next third down happening if you had stopped them on second and one. So it, it minimizes the amount of plays that Houston could run going forward. And so that would have been a maximum of seven of plays. It's, it's like 40. It was next level, stuff. yes. It yes. really it's is. A, like It's, it's like I don't know how a head coach can be thinking like he has to have someone in the booth watching these specific situations. Cause like Ryan mentioned, he out Belichick Belichick and it's not easy to do that because you're trying to coach the game. You don't have time to say, Oh, this is exactly what's going on. It's second and one. Uh, but I mean, it was brilliant. So uh, three minutes and five seconds left. The flag is thrown. If the Texans run the play and get stuffed, they're like leeching off 40 seconds and then they're going to run another play. That's going to be a run, and they're going to leech off forty seconds there. And so he basically saved his team for it. It's an un. If he did this on purpose, and I, I'm not trying to like take away credit from Mike Vrabel or like not get like I just that is unbelievable coaching. Yeah, and to your point that I don't I don't think anyone would question Mike Vrabel being a good coach. Again, Matt Lafleur's not doing this. No one's doing this. But the question is like, there's no doubt in my mind that Mike Vrabel knows what he's doing. I have questions about Matt Lafleur just because Vrabel's the most underrated coach probably in the NFL. That could be. I think it's, that might be right. I want to defend Romeo Cornell real quick. He got a lot of crap on Twitter for going for two. Uh, after the, the Titans were winning or the Texans were winning 30 to 29, they scored and they went up 36 to 29 and they scored with a minute 50 right. left and Cornell decided to go for two. If you go for two, you are over. It is over. So you have, if you think a two point conversion has a 50% chance of making it, you have a 50% chance of ending the game. And to anyone on Twitter, it would just, the simple question is with a minute 50 left in a game, would you rather be up one score or two scores? I mean, that's really what it boils down to. And anyone in their right mind is going to say they'd rather be up two scores. So if you have a 50% chance of just completely ending the game, you're going to take it. And if you, most coaches in the NFL, if they're down seven, so if you fail, they're going to kick the extra point and go to overtime if they score. And also, the Texans hadn't been able to stop the Titans offense all day. So it's almost like you're assuming the Titans are going to get a touchdown on the ensuing drive, which they did. Uh, so I thought Romeo Cornell absolutely made the right decision to go for two, even though they didn't get it. I also think that the analysis of that decision lacks the foresight that like basically envelops all of professional football. So would you rather be on offense or defense? Offense. Always, right? Unless you're the Browns playing the Steelers, but yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, like you would always you would always rather be on offense. You have it, it, it the whole point of the analytic stuff is that you have a greater than fifty percent chance. And it's not like 90%. Although God knows you anyway, anyway, it's 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 like 53%. I was about to go on a rant about my wife and percentages. Oh, um it's like 53%, right? Or 56% for two point conversions? Sure. It's about 50%. So, but it's above 50%. That's the whole point. But here, so, let's take it a step further. The the extra point which is a 33-yard field goal is less than 100%. So that means on average you're going to get less than 1 point um percentage-wise. So if it's 50-50 for a two-pointer, it averages it to more than one point. So it, it, it makes sense to go for it. 
But my point was, and my wife just texted me, which is terrifying. Um, apparently my dog who came up here, we woke my wife up. Thanks, you little ah. EOS. Um, if you have a 53% chance of get, of successfully converting a fourth down conversion or fourth down attempt, do you know what that means? The defense's percentages. 47. It means you'd rather be on offense. So if you're Romeo Cornell and you're talking about the situation, would you rather go for two with a 53% chance to convert it? Or would you rather kick, like kick and then give the Titans a chance to go for two when you have a 47% chance to convert it? It's easy math. You want to be on offense. You want to dictate the game. You want to put the percentages in your favor. And if you go for it, you have a 53% chance to convert or whatever it is versus if you're on defense, you're at a disadvantage at stopping the conversion. That is, that is not crazy game theory. And I get the people like you got to kick, go up eight, make them, make them get the touchdown to do more conversion. I get it. But if you're up nine, you win. It's not that hard. By the way, kicking the extra point isn't a hundred percent. Uh, especially not with the Titans who had a 26 yard field goal blocked and missed a 37 yard field goal. Plus all those misses Goskowski had in week one. He was bringing back the week one memories for Tennessee fans in this game. So an extra point absolutely was not. So would you rather have a 75% chance to make a 33 yard with Steven Goskowski or a 52% chance to go for two? I mean, it's not like super complicated. You in that spot, you go for two. You're up nine. The game is over. You don't go to overtime and you don't lose by six. I mean, that's, that's hindsight, obviously, but there's a very clear mathematical application here. And I'm not even a math guy. You are not a math guy. No, I'll vouch for that. Confirm. All right. What's oh, next? Fun, fun that, fact, I, real quick. Ugh. The Titans became the first team in NFL history with a quarterback who threw for 350 or more yards and a running back who rushed for 200 or more yards in the same game. It's never happened before. Right? You know, it wasn't great in this game. Are you kidding me? He was a sixty-four. What did you watch? Like the one minute where you saw the ball? A bad pick. Bad pick late. Yeah, that wasn't a bad pick. It was the middle of the field. Four touchdowns. He he was good. Sorry, you know, I retract that. Sorry, he was good. He was very good. He was he was dealing early, and then he. I'm too lazy to argue with you. What's next? Look, I watched a bunch of Braves game, drank a bunch of bourbon. Leave me alone. Oh, I know what's next. The Colts thirty-one, the Bengals twenty-seven. Oh God. He missed. Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring or a muscle, and there is complete elation. He played the whole thing for that one. I know. Um, so, Randy Bullock didn't pull a muscle, but he did miss. And actually, this sucks because I had a money line parlay with the Bears, Falcons, and Bengals. It would have paid me. Uh, it would have had a comma involved. So, thanks, Randy Bullock. Go F yourself. Oh, yeah, nice. also oh. go after yourself because I literally was thinking in my head how I was going to rub it in Brinson's face that Phillip Rivers threw a late game fourth quarter interception uh, with his team leading 28 to 27 that set the Bengals up for what would have been the go ahead possibly game winning field but goal. But then the, the young quarterback, Joe Burrow, threw a late horrible interception that ended his team's chances of, you guys won yet? Yes, Brinson. For the third time this podcast, the Bengals have a win. Ended his chance of getting. Oh, that's right. He tweeted out he got a win. Ended your chance of getting a second win. And still so, settle for a loss. Reach. They were up twenty-one nothing. How did? What was the halftime score? Was it twenty-four twenty-one? 
the, the, the Colts took the lead on the first drive of the second half, I think. What happened? Yeah, the Bengals were winning 24-21 at the half. What happened, well, first of all, is that the Colts came in with the top scoring defense in the NFL. Bengals were winning 21 to nothing. They went off. So let's, let's Ryan give them. explain that part of it. Well, let me, let me say real quick that, so this was the first game ever. Uh, we, we bought the baby, uh, Bengals onesie finally. This is the first game she was allowed to wear it. I was like, you know what? Fine. It's been six weeks. And, you know, I text the picture of the family and the Bengals go up 21 nothing. So now they're texting back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You texted a picture when they were up 21 nothing? No, before, before the game. Before the game. Picture the onesie with Annabelle in it. Everyone's excited. And then. Proceed. And now they said she can't be a Bengals fan. They don't want her to be a Bengals fan anymore. Do you know the last time the Bengals had a 21 point lead? Uh, 2018 against the Buccaneers. They beat James Winston 37-34. Yeah, we all got the rundown, Breach. Good job. Yeah, I don't have the rundown. That was literally off memory. Ooh. All right, let Breach finish. I want to hear this demoralizing story. So what happened is that the Colts defense played like the Colts defense. Colts have a good defense. The Bengals couldn't move the ball at all in the second quarter. I think they had like 30 total yards. And that was it. And you, they weren't going to shut out Indianapolis. I mean, I think that was pretty clear. They literally did nothing after going up 21 nothing. So, you know, they got two field goals and. Good breakdown. Let's be honest here. Let's, let's call a spade a spade and appreciate the fact that Philip Rivers got white hot. Let me ask. So, an, uh, an unbiased observer, Breach, would you say that Philip Rivers played well in this game? Yes. I thought Philip Rivers played his best game in the season. Okay. Ooh, there you go. Besides, I besides, besides for that late fourth quarter interception, I no, his early on, I was getting a lot of texts like Rivers is washed, Rivers is washed, and Rivers got dialed in. Um, yeah, I saw. I didn't watch the game closely, but his three touchdown passes were all fantastic throws. Yeah, he played. He played really well. He, he got like I don't know what happened. He, I know he, what happened. They said, "Hey, this is Jacoby Brissett. He's your backup. What do you think about that noodle arm?" Brissett, get out of here. Um, Trey Burton, by the way, receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown of the. Wildcat formation, people. Yeah. Uh, no Mo Alley Cox, so that was a big day for Trey. Burton, of course, the former college quarterback who threw the pass to Nick Foles. Yeah, what was that play called? Uh, Philly Special. Uh, Philly uh, Special. Philly special. Cheesesteak. Yeah. Uh, by the way, also Dagger. What? A ton of Joe Burrow, or Joe Mixon in DFS. He has a foot injury. Ronnie Bernard touchdown. And By the way, you talk about Justin Herbert's mugshot every time we, we do the graphic. Take a look at Gio Bernard's mugshot. It he is looks fantastic. Like, uh, he looks like um, uh, the dude from Super Troopers. Oh, I never saw that. But he looks like he's you on a like, Super Troopers. Uh, I don't think so. You gotta watch Super Troopers. Yeah, I'm probably beyond that point. But anyway, he has a fantastic <laughs> mustache. It's what Breach wears when he goes to to burgle houses. I'm almost certain that sort of mustache. Uh, Breach, have you seen Super Troopers? Uh, I have. Uh, Diva? Yes, and Super Troopers 2. <laughs> I actually thought Super Troopers 2 was funnier than people give credit for. Oh. Brian, you, you really need to watch Super Troopers. I will do AJ that tonight. Green had his best game in the season. Oh, by the way, Breach, uh, I'm glad you said that because we talked last week about how he didn't try. I saw him on a deep pass early in that game where he did not even jump. He didn't care. It was a pass breakup, and the ball hit him in the hands, and then he dropped it. And it's clear to me that he does not want to be out there. You know, it's no funny. Interest. I'll tell you the one thing you ask about how they blew this lead. I would almost put it on Zach Taylor. I thought the first quarter, I was like, Zach Taylor is the coach of the year. This is the most brilliant coaching performance I've ever seen. Then over the final three quarters, it was just like, 
he checked out. He pulled Aaron Rodgers and just decided to mentally check out of the game. And they went three and out a few times. They're just the play calling just seemed all over the place. Uh, it, it, it was, I'm, it was I'm kind of depressing to watch. I could sense that the Bengals were not going to win this game after the Colts scored the first touchdown. Mm. I'm pretty disappointed at AJ Green. Yeah, he, he, he didn't care. I don't, well, he said last week that he felt like he gave up on his team. I, and Breach said he played well this game, which is great, but what I saw early on was, it was not encouraging in terms of him turning things around. So I'm glad maybe he found himself or whatever. All right, Ryan, uh, in Vegas, the odds on the Bengals finishing Oh, two, sorry, two, four. Uh, two, twelve, and two. Oh, wow. It's you currently could... five to one. Would you bet that? Yes or no? Yeah. Like they tie another team? Two, tw- yeah, they just wanted to finish two, yeah, twelve, I'll, and two. Put a honey down on that. Uh, who's the best team in the, in the AFC South? Tennessee. Be crazy. Colts are four and two. I'm with Breach. I, I like Tennessee a lot as one of the best teams in the AFC. Yeah. The Colts have a better defense than the Titans. They do. But the Titans have a better running back and a better uh, pass receiver and a better quarterback. Fair. <laughs> they did lose uh, the left tackle. So the, Colts have played, the Colts haven't played anybody. All right, let's, let's take a break. When we come back, we will discuss Falcons dropping a 40-burger on Minnesota. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Falcons 40, Vikings 23. They manscaped the Vikings. Obviously, the Falcons plus three and a half covered. The overhead, this was, this overhead no business hitting, but it was a quintessential like 2020 NFL game where Matt Ryan extends a play on fourth down, throws like a little like jump pass to Julio Jones, who takes it 40 yards for a touchdown. And then Kirk Cousins goes back the other way to Justin Jefferson for a touchdown. It, it really should have been like 37 to Kirk Cousins. Wait. And then Matt, Matt Ryan throws another Long touchdown pass oh, on fourth funny. down. It wasn't long per se. It was all yards after catch. But oh, the Hayden Hurst, Hayden Hurst, right, right, thirty-five right. yard touchdown catch on fourth and one, and then Kirk Cousins threw another touchdown pass. There were like four entirely unnecessary touchdowns in this game, <laughs> and, and that to me is my, a microcosm of why Kirk Cousins is terrible. They were it was twenty to nothing and a half, I think, something like that. He had zero touchdowns, three interceptions, seven and a half. It was, no, it was twenty. It was twenty nothing. Okay. And his very, very first throw was the curbiest of interceptions. It was, if Breach went out there with a blindfold and you made him throw left handed, he would not throw a, a pass that poor. I would not. I don't know what, and here's what happens. And I, I say it every week. If the Vikings get down, guess what Kirk Cousins can't do? He can't come from behind. So it didn't matter that Dalvin Cook wasn't out there. Madison rushed for 26 friggin' yards on 10 carries. Yeah, you know, he was, uh, Jamie, Jamie Eisenberg started the, uh, he was so angry. <laughs> <laughs> I, so look, what, what did Mike Singletary say? You can't win with him. And he went on that rant about the, the tight end. I there. want winners. Right. Kirby Cousins ain't cutting it, man. It ain't all on him. I know the defense is young, blah, 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 but you just lost to the Falcons. I, I, I think, I think what happened with the Kirk Cousins thing is, He's terrible. That's what. No, well, I think they stuck a. 
I think Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer got on, got on, like they're not on the same page. Like they stuck a square peg in a round hole. Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer can't coexist. It ain't working. It ain't working. Can you believe that this team gave Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins, who cannot coexist, both got extensions this past offseason? I mean, that's insane. That's bananas. You can't have he, both those guys in AS. On the same team, you have to get rid of one of them eventually, or both of them. I don't know. And if They traded Stephon Diggs, who looks awesome. Well, Justin Jefferson went off. That's the great uh, news. Justin Jefferson's great. He had 166 receiving yards and 39 fantasy points for me. But again, garbage time, Kirk. That doesn't do you any good if you're a Vikings fan. Mike Zimmer, uh, Ziggy Wilf. It doesn't help you because that the doors were blown off of this team. I guess the good news is, oh, we're down to the Falcons. That doesn't mean anything because the Falcons are terrible and they always blow leads in the second half. The bad news is Kirk Cousins can't come back. They're a bad football team. And, and this is my whole argument for taking the Vikings or taking the, the Falcons before the game is that the Vikings cornerbacks and Mike Zimmer is probably the best cornerbacks, like coach in terms of defensive coordinator or head coach, however you want to phrase it of all time. Like he coaches up cornerbacks like crazy. Did it in Cincinnati, did it in Dallas, does it in Minnesota. But these guys are young and they're not prepared. And the the Falcons didn't even have a good game plan. They were trying to go back to Todd Gurley. All they had to do was just let Matt Ryan throw deep to Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, and they were not going to be covered. It was a physical mismatch all day long. Just throw bombs to those guys, and they had everything they wanted, and they wouldn't do it. The Vikings are bad. Did you see? Take a look at the Kurt's comments in Slack there. So Kirk said, the reality of the, is if the pace I'm on in terms of interceptions, if that were to continue, I won't finish the season. I won't. You know what I mean? There's a little bit of, you've got to improve. Whether it's them telling me, Hey, we got to improve or them pulling me, we got to get better. That's what the rest of the season will be about for me. I'm trying to protect the ball as best I can because when you turn the ball over, it really hurts your chances to win. I know that I just need to improve as we look ahead. For the rest of the season. That sounds like you know what the next drop should be him saying, How you like that? It that sounds like, like that sounds like a guy who wants to get benched and collect paychecks. It's hard to explain. And I will in, in this game, real quick, I thought that the biggest key was the Falcons defense came up with the goal line stand. Uh the score was ten nothing. Atlanta was up. It happened in the second quarter, and the Vikings hit the ball at the one yard line. If they have Dalvin yeah. Cook. They probably just hand it off and he walks in, but they had our boy Alexander Madison. They couldn't get in. And you know what they did? Uh, they didn't give the ball to Madison. I bet the, I bet the live over right before that goal line stand at 57 and a half. And like as soon as it got stopped, I was like, this is dead. And it somehow still hit. They have Madison. They, so what they do on third and one from the one yard line, Kirk Cousins throw incomplete. Fourth and one or fourth and goal from the one yard line. They don't give the ball to Madison. So like, you have a starting running back for a reason. Like, why aren't you using him? And and on second and goal from three, he had gained two yards to get them to the one-yard line. So just mind-blowing play calling, bad football team. Uh, they might be – are they the worst team in the NFC North? Yeah, by far. Yeah, who's second? The Lions, I guess. Oh, we should talk about it. <laughs> nice. Oh, great nice, nice, baby. To the Lions, who are not – Next in the rundown, but we'll do it anyway. Just Lions, rundown stuff. Going Lions and Jaguars. The Lions smoke the Jaguars. The Lions should be four and one or four and one. Is it right? Uh, let's settle down with that. 
Is Jim Caldwell coaching them? Otherwise, they're not going to be four and one. Patricia's the worst. He tried to blow this game too, but the Jaguars are too terrible. Can we start off? Can we, can we start off with a, I want to hear Breach's take of having the fifth kicker in five weeks and hold on. on. 34 16, Lions beat the Jaguars. This game should have gone over in the first half, but the Jaguars have no interest in scoring points. So it didn't. Instead, the under 53 hits. The Lions cover minus three. DeAndre Swift, your top fantasy performer, 23 points. If you played him in DFS, you probably got rich. <laughs> um, what was fascinating, Breach, about this is that at some point in the first quarter, this gentleman trots out to kick a field goal. You're like, is that Bill's wide receiver, John Brown? Right. Oh, that's another man named John Brown who's never in it. Is it never in his life kicked a field High goal? High school, college, he was a college soccer player. Never could all, all of that is true. Everything you just said. So if you're Jacksonville and you're one and four going in this game, what makes more sense? Not having a kicker and just going for it on fourth down and extra points or bringing in someone who has literally never kicked a field goal in a game that counts in his entire life at any level. He did. Uh, just, just clarify. Would you say in his life, you mean his entire life? I mean his entire life. So not at. High school, not college. He's never kicked a field goal until he attempted one on Sunday at the, at the NFL level, right? He he tried a few preseason. Insane. He had a few preseason field goals with the Bengals, but he had never made one in an actual game. There's a different pressure level between a game and uh, a preseason game, and he missed a 32 yard field goal. Uh, but bless his heart, he did make one field goal. He made his first one, which was okay. it was. Pressure pack. But the point of- here is that I go back to is this, if you're just going to bring in some guy off the street who's never kicked the ball in his life in an actual game, just go for it. Just go for it on fourth down. You're, you have nothing to lose. You're one and four. You're probably going to be fired in two or three weeks anyway. Just go for it. Like, hey, Rich, it, how, how old's your dad? 63. So let's say he had a month to prepare. Would you rather have Jim Breach at 63 years old kicking today for the Jaguars who has tons of experience or, or John Brown, who, as we have pointed out, has never kicked before in an organized football game? Uh, well, if Jacksonville's kicking from the lengths they were kicking from yeah. in this game, then I, my dad, both, both kicks were inside 32 yards. And again, that means that Jacksonville got the red zone and kicked field goals. Why are you kicking field goals? Uh, it, it just, it, it just did not make you any sense. You should call into Jacksonville radio on Monday and say, listen, my dad's Jim Breach. I would have rather had him out there kicking those field goals than John Brown, comma, soccer player. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, crazy. the Jaguars are awful. Awful. Not as bad as the Jets, but they're not great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. They're the Jets without the, like, like they're the, they made the mistake of not being the Jets. They should be the Jets. So uh, on the flip side, the Lions have two wins in five games. I don't think the Lions are that bad. Well, I was going to say, what does this mean for Bob Quinn and, and Matt, Matthew Patricia? They're not getting fired right now. No, but I mean, what do they need to accomplish to keep their jobs? Eight and eight, I feel like is what it should be, but I don't know. They had lost their last, uh what when we say this last week, last six games. Well, double, double digit digits. wins. I mean, like they—they should have beaten. They should have beaten the, the Saints. Oh, enough, but that—that should have. They had three. They had three games this year where they were leading by double digits. How many wins does Matt Patricia have to have to avoid getting fired? Is what I'm asking. But if they win those three games, they're like five and one, and people were like, "Oh, I, I'm dancing around like, oh, you know, suck it." They took the Lions to the division. Said they—they they sing. 
Okay, so when they, when they go six and ten, Matt Patricia can say, "Well, we won those four other games. <laughs> Don't All worry." Right, if I gave you an offer right now, you can bet the Lions ten to one to make the playoffs. Would you do it? No, Ooh, I would. I'm not throwing away that one dollar. Ten to one? One dollar? We gonna bet one dollar on it? I'll give you a million to one. Go along with my Mr. Trubisky thing and my Trent whoa, Williams. Whoa, whoa, whoa! All right, so what do I need for Trubisky and the other bet? I don't know. Ten say fifteen dollars. Sure. All right, you're going to give me what odds for the Detroit to make the playoffs? Four billion to one. I'm not going to make you pay me four billion dollars. I'm going to take the money that I owe you and put it on the line. So give me a reasonable right. offer. I'll give you a, a ten Somewhere to one. To, somewhere between ten and four billion. I was looking for something like twenty-five. Right. Let's do twenty-five. Twenty-five All right. to one. All right, I will roll my 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 losses to you. PayPal it to me. Don't Venmo it to me. PayPal. Why not Venmo? I'm kidding. PayPal's what old people use. By the yeah. way, if you don't, if you do Venmo, you don't do private Venmo. You're a sucker. All right, let's move on. Yeah, what's next? Yeah, why are we talking about Jaguars? By the way, Safari sucks. Freezes every three minutes. What's the next game, Diva? <laughs> Ryan is talking about, and now everything's lost. Giants twenty, Washington nineteen. That's not what I had, but let's hit it. Oh, Bears, Panthers, sorry. I, it, it froze. It scrolled down a bunch. Bears, Panthers. Five and one Bears, and you're putting them at the end. And while we were chatting, our buddy Matt Snyder, Major League Baseball writer for TVSource.com, <laughs> was texting us because all these Bears fans are peacocking around. Joe Musso, the anchor in Stanford, comes peacocking in after the Bears win. Uh, our lawyer friend who doesn't do anything at law school would tweet about stupid stuff. He's peacocking around, so... The Bears, the Bears are going to the playoffs. You're talking about the Lions. The Bears are going. The the Bears are probably going to the playoffs. No, they're going. Eh, not guaranteed. Breach, where are you on the Bears going to the playoffs conversation? Person, they're five and one. If they just go four and six the rest of the way, they're getting in. They're going four and six the rest of the way, at, at like minimum. Rams, Saints, Titans, Vikings, Packers, Lions. Lions. What are you talking about? I'm just, I'm. I'm literally reading the schedule. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant the teams that are playoff eligible. That's what I was yelling. <laughs> I'm reading the schedule. Then. Okay. Then Texans, Viking. Yeah, they're going to the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Texans, you, Texans Vikings. So wait a second. You've apologized. Jaguars, Packers. You've apologized. Now, look. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Stop, stop. You've apologized to Steelers fans. Do you want to now preemptively apologize to Bears fans or not yet? Don't do it. I think you need to wait. Like <laughs> you, know, you know what I did, right? No. I flipped. I'm picking the Bears to win every game oh, from here on out. That is so infuriating. I, know, I wrote that in my column. I got, Take I got your medicine. Many, I had so many tweets that were like, you're not even picking games based on data or you're just picking them out of spite. I was like, why do you yeah. care? I'm Correct. picking the Bears to win every game oh, that's so for the rest of the season. They're going to win every game 24 to 3 the rest of the way. Home. That is the most Brinson thing ever. Now Bears fans <laughs> can't even enjoy winning games because this butthole. <laughs> yeah. Leaning into it. Um, so I would have them beat the Rams. I think they could lose the next three. And then all of a sudden. Um, They're going to crush the Rams. Uh, we just talked know. about that an hour ago. Yeah, they will. No. Right, I'll I agree with that. Uh, what's the line there? Well, you're on the losing side if you're taking the Rams. Where is it? It's in Chicago, right? It's in LA. Uh, it's in LA, and the Rams Ooh. are favored by six and a half. Oh, get out of here. Whoa. Jared Goff is going to be eaten alive by that Bears defense. It's is not, it it's going to be ugly. The, the, the 49ers didn't even have a, a, a healthy defense tonight and Jared Goff struggled. Are you, was that before, after the, um, 
I don't know. Sunday night football. I don't know, but it's a lot. Six and a half is way too much. Yeah. I mean, have to take the Bears. Nick Foles, baby. Right? Yes. Although. Oh, stop it. Well, no, I don't think that Matt Nagy is uh, creative enough to avoid. The Rams had six points at halftime and nine points to the very end of the game where they threw that. Bears defense is good. Bears okay. offense, not very good. Nick Foles, Alan well, The Bears Robinson. defense is so good it makes up for the fact that the offense isn't great. They are, they are, look. They the Bears are first a, touchdown drive they are a house was seven of cards. yards. Seven they're yards. A house of cards. Where are the Rams? No, they're a house of cards, but like the bottom foundation is made of cement and then there's some cards on top of it. It's, the defense is so good that the, the house can't completely collapse. House, house of cards works, man. Yeah, well, I'm telling you how it's different. Well, this house of cards, it's glued together at the bottom. How about it that? It can't collapse. That's right. Bears are a house of cards. You said they're going to win every game, so make up your mind. They're a house fraudulent. of like greeting cards or holiday cards or playing cards? I'm going to pick them to win every game, and I hope they lose every game. And then it's the absolute worst. Six and a half? That's insane. All right, well, what, what did you take away from your, your Panthers there? Um, uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater okay. He and Nick Foles both made some picks. No, like Teddy threw down the field a little bit better than I thought he would. Robbie Anderson, by the way, is a legit wide receiver one. Yeah, he that in, one of those interceptions was his fault. Yeah, but he made some pretty good plays. Well, uh, let me see if I can remember this stat that I read in, uh, early on. So he, coming into the game, he had 36 receptions, which was the best all-time in Panthers history through the first five games. Mm. He had four more, it looks like, 77 yards, so I don't know where that puts him. But um, that's pretty insane. Teddy Bridgewater led the NFL in first half passing yards coming into this game. He didn't do quite as well this time around. But, I mean, so the, they're outplaying – I'll kick in their coverage, if you will, to, to borrow a, a favorite website of yours. Yeah. Thank you. Um, th- this is a game between two teams that used to, it felt like, oh. it felt like this is the John Fox Bowl. <laughs> That's disrespectful. Like, let's, you want to see how we can not play offense? Let's not play offense. I mean, both teams are terrible. The, the well, one of the teams is five and one, though. That's true. Three, three. Yeah, the Bears are five and one. It's undeniable. The guy who I was trolling week one is just won't stop DMing me. By the way, before um, we move on quickly, both these teams are going to crush their overs, preseason overs. Yes. All right, let, this game was – both teams tried to lose this game. It was bad. The Bears won. I yeah. said they'd win. They did win. You said they'd win. All right. You spike-picked them. Does that yeah, count? Exactly. Let's move on. What do you got? 90 minutes. Yes. Love it. To the next game, uh, which is, which is, come on, you can talk about the Giants now. (laughs) Giants Giants, twenty, Washington football team nineteen. Yes, I love this. Steve was like enough. I'm gonna give one sentence on this game. We're gonna move on. Okay, what's your sentence? Daniel Jones, no replies. (laughs) Washington is bad. Daniel Jones is worse. And yet, he still overcame a decent defensive performance by the Washington football team to win this game. All right, let me ask Breach this. Breach, how did you feel about Ron Rivera? Dolphins two 24. Shit. <laughs> uh, completely for it. It's just, yeah. What I said about Doug Marone not having a kicker, if you're a bad team, if you're 1-4, 1-5 at this point, you just do whatever it takes Why to not? win. And you go for two at the end, you have nothing to lose. Play to win. I was well, his, completely his comment, for it. Ron Rivera's comment afterwards was, 
if you want to know how to win, you have to learn how to win. Is that wrong? Like, did he play the dunk music after that? Because that's pretty dunk worthy. <laughs> that would have been great. I mean, I, I thank you for going for the win. Thank you for not <laughs> playing for the tie. No one wants to see these two teams. Like, it, it'd be like if you tied, like they're wearing long sleeve t-shirts. You pull the sleeve over their hands and tie it, and yeah. they're having a slap fight. Like that. Like no one wants to see that in overtime. It'd be awful. Yeah. I will say this, uh, Daniel Jones coming into this game, 17 of 18 games with a turnover. The only time he didn't have a turnover was previously against the Washington football club. He had a turnover today. So he's 18 30, of 19 games, 32 turnovers since 2019. That's unacceptable. You think they're going to like how much longer you got to figure the turnover thing out? You know, if you're Daniel Jones, you can't. Well, the offensive line stinks. They benched Andrew Thomas, their first round pick. He did not play. He may have come later. What does that say about the person drafting uh, Dave Gettleman? <laughs> you've already benched your first-round pick, and your starting quarterback, your other first-round pick from two years ago, is turning the ball over 32 times in two years. That, I mean, that, that if that is not a get-rid-of-your-general-manager offense, I don't know what is. Blown two first-round picks. They won today. He can, he can put that on his resume. Oh, so, sure. uh, so I was talking about this with Azer on the Twitch stream last Sunday. I thought I was talking with y'all. Azer is convinced that if the Giants finish with the top overall pick, they will draft Trevor Lawrence and trade Daniel Jones. Yes. I, I said this every no, week. Now, did we talk about this last week? Maybe. Go. What's Person, the put a poll up on your Twitter. Would you rather have Trevor Lawrence or Daniel Jones? It would be <laughs> no, 100% matter of, Trevor Lawrence. Don't even be close. No, no, that's not true because Dan Schneier would, would be would the you, one. Would you rather have Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence? Well, that's different. Don't, don't put me in that spot. Well, it's the same that's thing. inappropriate. Joe Burrow is a million times better than Daniel Jones. Everyone, Joe Burrow tied the Eagles. Daniel Jones everyone, did not. Everyone would rather have <laughs> Trevor Thursday. Lawrence than anyone. But I, I said it every week. Not Patrick I, Mahomes. I, I, don't, I, I don't disagree, but I'm saying like now the, the Giants are in this weird space where you take him. It's not weird. You take Trevor Lawrence. The Giants are fine now. They got two. Haskins is easy, right? Yeah. But like I said last week, the issue is if you're in a position to get Trevor Lawrence. Why are we Sam- talking this game longer than one sentence? Let's move on. All right. Okay, move on. Dolphins 24, just nothing. This can be shorter than the last game. This was oh. the, if, so like the Mona Lisa, widely regarded as one of the most important paintings of all time. This was Adam Gates's Mona Lisa. The dude scored zero points. And the best part is he kicked a field goal to try to not get shut out, and he honked the friggin' field goal. My question is, how did he score 28 points against the friggin' Cardinals a few weeks ago? It's 30 to 10. He scored, they, the Jets the scored 28 points against recently. I think they scored 28 points and obviously lost. Oh, um, the, the Broncos on Thursday. Night. Okay, there you go. How'd that happen? Donald ran for 80 yards. Oh, right. And then he got hurt. So there yeah. you go. That's how it happened. Um, I mean, look, I, I don't know what to tell you. If you're a Jets fan, I am so sorry. Why? They're going to get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, but this they, they'll screw him up. No, you fired yeah, him. You let him tank the team. You're, you're tanking. You're tanking, but you what? look like you're trying because you're letting Gase tank the team. So I think this is, I don't, I don't want to derail the podcast about. You know, oh, well, we're good. This. We're going to um the midnight programming in, in 30 seconds, so get it no, up. I'm just saying, like, I think there's, like the whole point is, do you want Trevor Lawrence yes. being no, being placed, like, as, as you're a Trevor Lawrence fan, Ryan, do you want Trevor Lawrence being, do you want his stewards to be the, the Johnsons? 
Because it sure seems like they'll, they will F up off a straight line. Well, they have a ton of cap space and you just sign. So? sign well, yeah. I mean, Joe Douglas, is he the answer? We don't know. I would imagine that. I think Joe Douglas is a good GM. I don't right. know that the, the Jets are the spot for him. Is it a better or worse situation? What if it's just a crap organization? I mean, they you have to go back 10 years now, but they won with Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez back to back years, AFC championship games. I mean, okay. A lot's changed in ten years. I, I get that, but I mean, they were able to able to do it, and that was built around defense and the running game. Mark Sanchez, you know, was never one to throw the ball down the field consistently. Let me ask you guys a much more important question: Are the Miami Dolphins a playoff team? Yes, they're good. Three and three. I it think just, they are. It's just feeling it. I, I saw his first action. I'm riding the Dolphins playoff wave. I'm taking Snowflake the Dolphin all the way to the playoffs. What you heard it here first. Two a played. Is that what you said? Yeah, Tua, Tua came in and uh, was came spotted in. on the field afterwards, talking like like soaking him in. Sitting, he was literally FaceTime. Yeah, it's FaceTime his family. Good for him. Yeah, so the Dolphins are two and three. Oh, they're two and three. Or, excuse me, three and three. Oh, I was right. Pats are two and three. Mm. Bills are four and one. Host the Chiefs on Monday night tonight. <sighs> I don't know about the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean they're going in the right direction. No, 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 no. They're going the right direction, but you got to deal with the Raiders. Oh, right, yeah. I mean, Colts, it's seven or something like that. Man, it's tough. Fitz is playing well. Can they steal the division? Yes. Ooh, Breach didn't hesitate. What were the? They've been so good this year. This is the same. Th- they've been within three points in the fourth quarter against the Patriots, Bills, and Seahawks. They could have won all three of those games. This team is like seven plays away from being undefeated. Do you know what the uh whoa 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 oh just don't get just distracted come on we're almost there you, are the odds for the AFC East right now if, if the if the Dolphins are over plus four hundred I would drop money on it seven seven and a half to one Ooh. oh gee my god go for it just put your money where your mouth is yeah I will the, the Bills are you don't know where you, my mouth is you just told us a thing right plus one forty something like that no. that's minus one thirty minus two thirty the Bills yeah. Pats are plus two fifty. I wouldn't put that on the Bills. That's a lot of money. I would bet on the Pats, but I mean they're two and three. They just lost to the Broncos at home. The Pats might stink. That's true. All right. Just let me give you the Dolphins next six games, and you just tell me real quick. You, you put think it on the me, but it's not me. I know. Rams, Sorry, Breach. Dolphins next. This is Breach's winners. He's reading the Dolphins schedule. All right. okay. The Dolphins. Rams. Rams. Rams Cardinals. Chargers. Win- Broncos. Jets. Bengals. Uh, those are your winners. What are your winners, Brenton? Who, who's your winner, Wilson? Uh, winner. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Mm. Big surprise there. They won. They're still a, a half game up, I believe, on the Ravens. The defense played better, which is something they haven't done early, uh, as to this point. And Minka Fitzpatrick showed up to shove it in Pete Prisco's face. You hate to see it. Uh, I will take as my winner, Philip Rivers. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> He missed. Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring or a muscle. And- That's right. Randy Buck missed another field goal. And as all the haters were sending me texts saying Rivers is watched. Oh, he's got a No, Rivers lit up this trash Bengals defense, dropped bombs on them. The Colts rolled over top of late. They were down 21-0. They didn't care. Rivers was making it rain. Beautiful touchdown passes late. 
and the Colts won. And you know who lost breach? Yeah, boys, the Bengals. It's a moral victory, Brenton. It was a moral victory. Who's your, uh, who's your top loser? Well, my winner was was the Dolphins, the city of Tampa Bay, because they won the Stanley Cup. They they have the Rays go to the World Series, and now the Buccaneers just plastered the 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 Packers. Oh, that was backdoor shade about the Braves. Look at that. (laughs) What? (laughs) You mentioned Tampa Bay in the World Series. There it is. All right, and my loser. it was going to be the Bengals, but I was like, you know what? There's a bigger loser in Ohio, and that's the Cleveland Browns, mm-hmm. uh, who got just blitzkrieged by the Steelers in a game. They were trying to prove they're for real, and they don't look like they're for real. I agree the Browns were losers. The bigger losers to me, uh, the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Ooh, I, just, good one. I just don't know where you go from here. My loser, Pete Briscoe. <laughs> you know why? It's over, pal. It's over. <laughs> All the things you thought were happening ain't happening. Josh Allen ain't win MVP. He got exposed against the uh, Titans on Tuesday night football. Got to get exposed on Monday night football. Aaron Rodgers exposed on Sunday afternoon against the Buccaneers. Everything you hold dear. Everything you hold dear is losing, Pete. It's going down the drain. Everything. When I say everything, I mean everything, Prisco. It's over. Your little time is pandemic. Pete is done. You lose, sucker.